Yeah, I know, I know. How about them Cowboys? Uh huh. Cowboys fans, you're pumped up. The Saints lose reaction to all of it. Plus, how far can this year's Cowboys team actually go? Plus, the Washington Redskins vice president makes comments defending the signing of Reuben Foster. I have some thoughts on those. Plus, Seattle Seahawks drama? Richard Sherman making some comments about Russell Wilson that you are going to want to hear. And in the NBA, are the Toronto Raptors, after beating the Golden State Warriors last night, truly the best team in the league? Plus, some LeBron James comments that are interesting. It is a jam-packed sports and mix podcast here on a Friday that starts right about now. Welcome in Sports Six Podcast. I'm your host, Nick Friend, here on an absolutely loaded out, and I mean loaded out podcast here on a Friday. Let's get started with two and a half minutes on the clock for the Dallas Cowboys beating the New Orleans Saints on Monday Night Football. So Cowboys fans, let me just say what you want to hear after I said on this very podcast and show yesterday that the Cowboys would lose by at least two touchdowns. I'm sorry. Yes, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Cowboys fans. I was wrong. How about them Cowboys? They looked... I'm kidding, Cowboys fans. You really thought I was going to go there? You really thought that I was going to give you a ton of credit after that game last night? Absolutely not. Congratulations. You won, according to you, your quote-unquote Super Bowl. The Dallas Cowboys have to have a Super Bowl in like week 13 because they'll never actually make it there. So congratulations, you won it. And you won your quote-unquote Super Bowl by getting absolutely bailed out. Bailed out. The New Orleans Saints did not show up to that game. Period. End of story. They were not ready. They overlooked this team. They deserve all the blame in the world for doing that. I mean, my goodness, they show up like that one family member who doesn't want to see the rest of the family during the holidays, came walking in, strolling in solely, showed up too late, tried to make an effort, but too little too late. That was the New Orleans Saints. And by the way, I was watching that game last night, and I'm like, oh my goodness, when Dak Prescott fumbles late in the fourth quarter, I'm like, okay, here are the Cowboys. That's the Cowboys you and all, you and I have all grown to love or hate. And then they get bailed out by really two plays in this game. Two. The Drew Brees interception that sealed the deal. And going for it in the first half, the Saints on a fourth and goal where if they just kicked the field goal, you look at that final score and it would have sent it to overtime. Like the Saints just didn't, I mean, not only did they not play like themselves yesterday, they played like they haven't had in years. 176 yards on offense. 176. The lowest since 2002 for a New Orleans team when something named Aaron Brooks was their quarterback. Now I know, I know, I hear Cowboys fans, Nick, Nick, this Cowboys defense, it's good. It might even be great. Do you see it, Nick? They deserve credit after last night. And they do. But y'all need to calm down on this Cowboys defense. This isn't a great defense. They are beatable. 
They are absolutely beatable. Did they have a good performance last night? Yep. Am I aware that right now they're second in the league in points given up? Yep. But if you truly believe they're that good, then I, I just don't know what to tell you. Yeah, I don't know. Okay, and I want to be very clear before I have the whole state of Texas and Cowboys fans across this country up my rear end that, yes, they are very good back there. Van Der Esch and Jalen Smith are probably the best linebacker core, one of them in the league. Their secondary showed up last night, and overall, this team does deserve some credit. But they got bailed out. Let's not get that twisted. Now, excuse me, uh, two minutes on the clock for the Dallas Cowboys again. Jerry Jones after this game saying, quote, this bunch, this team won't be the same again. I'm serious. You win something like this and you know you've done it. These guys, they're a different cat now, end quote. Ah, oh, yes. Bring it in. Bring it in. This is so predictable. The Cowboys actually win, like, the best game they've won in, like, a freaking decade. And and here they come. Here come the Cowboys. Here comes their owner in most predictable, predictable fashion ever. Here comes their media, by the way, too. The Dallas News actually publishing a headline saying that it's now Super Bowl or bust for the Cowboys. I showed a screenshot of, a screenshot of it on today's show because I couldn't believe my eyes. And then I read into it thinking it was a joke. It wasn't. And now a lot of Cowboys fans actually think this team can win, you know, multiple playoff games. Just go on Twitter. You'll see it. Multiple Cowboys fans and many think this team can now make a run in the playoffs. Oh, 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 I can't wait. It's going to be the most cowboy thing ever. It really is. They gave their team hope. Most Cowboys fans think they have locked in the division, which, by the way, they probably do. But but don't forget to the Dallas Cowboys, so who knows? And, oh, boy, some, think, some are thinking about a playoff run now. Oh, and go there, Cowboys fans, because you ain't winning that game especially with it at home. You have no shot. Are you kidding me? The pressure, that kind of pressure for the Dallas Cowboys. Look at their history. They ain't winning that game. And some people just don't learn their lesson, huh? Every single year, some Cowboys fans, some non-Cowboys fans too, buy in on this team as being the real deal. And then they all get let down. So y'all go there. I'm not. Like, congratulations, Cowboys fans. You beat your first, first good team all year long. And on that note, let's move on to some other NFL stuff before I do get to the NBA here. Two minutes on the clock for the Washington football team, their vice president defending the signing of Reuben Foster. Doug Williams is the team's vice president, and he said, quote, we've got people who are high, high, high places in high, high, high places that have done far worse. This is small potatoes compared to a lot of things out there, end quote. You know, you know your actions are bad and that they're not right when you have to defend your actions by using other people's worse actions. Like, did, did, did this, you know, poor man's mother not teaching that two wrongs don't make a right? Because that's literally the old-fashioned excuse this dude just used. And I hate to even say it, but I'm not surprised. I'm really not. He also said that of the higher management in the Redskins offices that were in the room to make this decision, not a single person gave it a thumbs down. To which 
I immediately ask, uh, yeah, hey, was there a single woman in the room? A and B, well, shocking. Men in position of power abusing their power. Like, who would have ever seen that coming in sports? And I continue, as I talked about on Wednesday's podcast, and then as I talked about to the strong backlash to my strong comments saying that that this was a ludicrous move and you all, the fans, should be ashamed, on yesterday's podcast, I just continued to be absolutely baffled by the reaction by this. Disgusted. Absolutely disgusted. And quite frankly, if you're an NFL fan and you aren't too, I don't know what the hell you're paying attention to. Because this is one of the more egregious stories that the NFL has ever put on. And not a whole lot of people, some, but not a whole lot of people seem to really, you know, actually give a crap about that. So I'll move on and put two minutes on the clock for the Seattle Seahawks, San Francisco 49ers. They are playing this weekend. Richard Sherman, obviously now a San Francisco 49er, was asked about his relationship with Russell Wilson. And here's what he had to say. Um, I, I don't really have a relationship with Russell. Um, you know, we were teammates. We played during a very special time for the, for the franchise. You can see through the years what Russell is capable of doing. Yeah, I've also seen him throw five picks in a game. So, you know, you see what he's capable of on both sides of it. So, <laughs> How about them comments? And oh, by the way, that press conference went on for a while. He was brutally honest in this press conference. If you're a Seattle Seahawks fan, I highly recommend you go back and watch it because he was honest about the whole entire situation. And I don't doubt he's telling the truth. I don't. I think overall, Richard Sherman has been a pretty stand-up guy during his career. And I think here he definitely was being stand-up about it. My comment about this whole entire situation is why is it the truth? I mean, if you've been following football and you've been following the Seahawks for any amount of time, you know, at the time there was reports about how the defense did not exactly love Russell Wilson. And that's putting it politely. And from everything I've seen, which yes, we have no idea what actually goes in in these locker rooms and actually who these athletes are. But from everything we've seen, And from other people we've heard from, I blame this on the defense. Russell Wilson seems like a great guy, a great leader, somebody who takes responsibility for his actions. At times, yes, it's probably been a little bit overrated. And because of that, the defense might have been frustrated. But like, I just, I I do not get, and I still would like to know more about why that situation in the Seattle Seahawks locker room was such a mess. All right, let's switch up to the NBA here now and put two minutes on the clock for the Toronto Raptors. They beat the Golden State Warriors last night on national television. Yes, granted, without Steph and without uh, Draymond Green. But I'll ask the question I asked on today's show. Do you believe the Raptors are the best team in the NBA? And before I do get to that, let me just take a quick side tangent here and say, uh, yeah, y'all forgot, huh? Y'all forgot just exactly how damn good Kawhi Leonard is, and y'all really thought a year off because of that whole mess of a situation and still who knows what happened in San Antonio was going to make him, you know, fall off the cliff all of a sudden? Uh, Yeah, well, you've you've been corrected if you thought that. 25-8-3 is what he's averaging, and what I love is he's taking over the game when he needs to, and when he doesn't, he's allowing those around him to step up what he's done throughout his whole entire career. Now, In large part because of that, are they the best team right now in the NBA? Not only record-wise, but eyeball test-wise? Yes. 
Long-term will they be? No, because the Golden State Warriors are going to get healthy again and they'll come back and storm back. But outside of the Golden State Warriors, I legitimately think unless the Celtics can somehow rebound and rebound in a huge way, that Toronto is the second best team here. Because let's not forget, it's not just Kawhi Leonard there. Serge Ibaka has been playing out of his mind. Kyle Lowry, why not the player he used to be, still playing very solid. And learn the name, Pascal Siakam. Pascal Siakam, third-year player, 24 years old, averaging 15-6-2 from New Mexico State. Kid's a baller. If you've watched any part of the Toronto Raptors season, you know it. And as a whole, this team's well-rounded. They're a top-five defensive team. So, yes, it's early, very early in the season, and I'm not going all in yet because the little dinosaurs up north have a tendency to be little dinosaurs. But, you know, maybe maybe they're uh, they're getting past that this year. Not ready to go there fully yet, but from what I've seen right now, you just heard my thoughts. And now to wrap things up, 60 seconds on the clock. LeBron James admitting yesterday after their win, he is still struggling in terms of when to distribute the ball versus when to take it himself. And yeah, I would imagine he is because when he is the greatest player in the world, the GOAT, then you have all these young, talented players around you, Alonzo Ball, Brandon Ingram, Kuzma, go down the list, and you're trying to build something there in LA and figure out what's good for the long term and not just right now. I can imagine he's struggling with this. And it's going to be a big story all season long. It will be one of the top two to three stories in LA to see if he can manage this well. And last night he did versus the Pacers. They allowed that game. The Lakers did to get way too close. He scored 12 points in the final seven minutes and sealed the deal for him. He needs to be able to know when to do that and when to do other things. And if he doesn't, he's going to get criticized, and rightfully so, because this is a different role in L.A. He's already experiencing that. Right now, he's on pace to the lowest usage rate of his career, partially because his minutes are been, be, his minutes are being managed right now, but also partially because, you know, Blonzo Ball, Rajon Rondo are such ball handlers. But still, this is going to be a storyline all season and will be one of the biggest pieces to determine whether or not this Lakers season is successful. And on that note, that is the podcast earlier today, released on sportsnick.com. The YouTube channel is uh, the Sportsnick show reacting to the many Cowboys fans who were chirping me in the show's comments after yesterday. Uh, and tomorrow is my one day off. So there's that. Uh, also tune in tonight. I will be covering Ithaca college uh, basketball. I'll be a sideline reporter for radio broadcast, WICB.org. I tweeted out the information on my Twitter account at NickFriend24. If you're free, feel free to watch it. So great for all the, for all the opportunities I'm getting. And I clearly can't talk anymore. So tomorrow is my one off day. So I'll use that so that way I can get talking skills back. Um, and then Sunday, the usual sports Inc. radio show, eight to 9 a.m. Eastern time streaming on Facebook and YouTube. See you then.